Rodney, Sharita, what, what does, what would justice look like to, to both of you? Well, I think for me, uh, you know, the firing of the officers is a start. Um, but justice for me would have them being um, arrested and charged with murder and ultimately a conviction. Uh, because what we witnessed was uh, these officers uh, executing him publicly. We watched him uh, take his last breath. Uh, I'm, I'm a nurse by, by profession, and I knew that he had taken his last breath. And I, I would venture to say that anybody, uh, you know, without even a medical background, saw that what they did was ultimately take his life. And so um, I want to see them behind bars. That was a family member of uh, Mr. George Floyd being interviewed on MSNBC. You've heard the name. You've probably seen the video of Mr. Floyd. The cop putting his knee on his neck while he has him in handcuffs, therefore suffocating him after repeated claims by Mr. Floyd that he couldn't breathe, that he was hurting, he screamed for his mom, cop did nothing but just watched him die in his hands and that's exactly what happened after medical services picked him up once again here we are discussing the unjust death of another black man in the United States of America I'm sick and tired of watching my black brothers and sisters be killed in the hands of law enforcement. I'm very proud at the way the community of Minneapolis has reacted. Young folks, folks of color, come together to make noise, to show them they're not gonna stand for this unjust treatment against people of color in this country. They're burning buildings, they're burning down targets, auto zones, Wendy's. Some call it looting. I call it a way to raise awareness, a radical way to raise awareness. AutoZone's gonna be able to rebuild that AutoZone. Target, they can pay for everything. Those are corporations. They've been looting from working class Americans for generations. I could give less of a damn about them burning down. I think it's great the way the people have been reacting, and it's necessary. But I don't want to take up any more space around this discussion. Today, we're going to be having a conversation with Marina Reese. She's African American and Hispanic, and a mom to two young men of color in this country. Marina is a successful territory sales manager. She's worked a decade in the technology market, successfully collaborating with small to large businesses. And as of recent, she's been named one of 20 women leaders in 2020 by the Tucson chapter of the NAWIC. She holds a dual bachelor's degree in business and marketing and the founder of the Woman to Woman Online Support Group. As a mom to an interracial family, both Hispanic and African-American, she's going to be speaking truth to power. And let me tell you, she's an important voice in understanding racial injustice in this country. As a woman of color, she'll be talking about her experiences throughout her life when it comes to facing adversity. You're listening to Robles Speaks, and let's have a conversation. 
how, how did you react to all of this? Uh, my first reaction, I think I was just stunned. Like I watched, I did watch the video. I didn't want to, I avoided it like the first couple times it showed up on my feed and then I finally watched it. And I was just so hurt that like, to me, it felt like it was like a lynching in the 20, you know, 20th century, you know, that he just suffocated that man to death and people didn't do anything. They just watched. And I heard people say, leave him alone. Leave him. But I'm like, I cannot believe they're just letting him die right there. So it just, if anything, it was, it was, it hurt to watch. And it, if it, I just couldn't be quiet, I guess I, as soon as it happened, I felt the urge to say, I have to say something or do something. And usually I just sit back and watch and I'd like to see, you know, things kind of unravel and see what, what happened on this side of the story, what happened on this side, before I try to pass judgment for anyone or any situation, regardless of this. And this just got uglier and uglier and more real and scary to what I live with every day, you know, being, yes, I am African-American. I'm also Hispanic. So I am a minority and, and things are different for us and things are different for my boys and my husband. And, and it, it just, it was an eye opener, if anything, like a real eye opener. So obviously this isn't the first time we've seen a video like this. True. What goes in your mind when you do see young black men being tossed around and assaulted by law enforcement? It's hurtful because then you, I mean, and I know you, you can't really just go by everything that's on social media because obviously the media wants you to see what they want you to see. And it may not be the whole story. Um, but a lot of times, I mean, you see, how maybe a white man is treated that's, you know, not trying, you know, th that's resisting arrest and it's really obvious and he has a knife in his hand and like, it's just, you know, a whole nother level of threat to a police officer versus some of these young kids that have their hands up or the gentleman is on his stomach with handcuffs on. They're not posing a threat. And it's like, if you can't see how unfair and, like where there's an issue, then you're part of the issue. Right, right. I totally agree with you. Um, it's like that, um, you know, sitting on the fence, I think is truly toxic when it comes to issues like this. Because when you don't want to pick a side, it's more, you're more like you're sitting on the side of injustice rather than the side of justice. For sure. And so you're right on. Um, have you talked to your sons? about incidents like these? Do you fear for your son's lives when you see more of these incidents come up into the public domain? Daily. I fear daily. My, um, and I, I just, I did post something in regards to this because it is a daily fear. I have, my 15 year old is six, two and you know, 15, like, you know, he looks older, but he's, he's a kid, he's 15. And you know, he goes jogging every day. And I worry every single time that he wants to exercise, I say, okay, me or dad or ride a bike and we'll go with you. Or, you know, don't go by yourself because I don't want someone to think that he's not just exercising. Maybe he stole something and maybe he's running from somebody. And I'm like, it's not safe. And I don't want something to happen to you. So then I'm scared 
that someone is going to think if he's running at nighttime or that, you know, it's the sun's coming down that maybe he's running from somebody and, you know, and they can't always consider that maybe he's just exercising. So when he does go out and do that, one, I don't want him to go by himself, but two, when he does go by himself, I can't help myself but to get out, go outside and make sure that after a few minutes of knowing how long it'll, about, it'll take him to get around the corner, that he's actually coming around the corner. And then I feel okay because I can see him coming. And that's ridiculous. Like it should not be like that. I should not be that worried. And if, and if I, I put in my, my head, like if I was a white woman and you had to worry just as much as I did, you would know something needs to change. Like, it's not okay. Right, right. It's a shame that that's the reality in 2020 in the United States of America that, you know, men of color, families of color have to worry about this reality. They have to worry about the Karens of the world who will call the cops if, you know, somebody's just walking in their neighborhood. Yep. I mean, what are your yep. thoughts on that? I mean, I, I, it's, it's privilege, right? It's, I mean, we heard the, the lady in New York on the phone with her voice changing to say, he's threatening me, right? Like we heard that, like, what are you doing? Like, do you know the risk that you put on every black or minority person in the park because you did that because they think some white woman is, is maybe getting hurt? Like, it, I just, it's crazy to me how some women will use that um, to their advantage regardless of how it's going to hurt that other person. Like it doesn't, they're not even caring about the outcome of doing something like that. And I, that's where I feel like we need to wake up. Enough is enough. Like, when are we going to stop allowing this? Like she should be in trouble by, you know, the law to say, you can't do that, ma'am. You can't, you know, falsely accuse somebody of threatening your life when the gentleman just wanted you to put a leash on your dog, like, like she should be in trouble because until we say, Oh, okay, now that you you're, you're taking advantage of the system and maybe she gets punished for doing that. They're probably not going to stop. Right. Once people know, Oh, I can get in trouble if I do that, they may stop doing it. Right. So we need to make some changes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so you, you had mentioned you're, you're African-American and you're Latina. Uh -huh. Have you faced any circumstances throughout your life that you're like, there's no way in hell that this would not have happened, that this would have happened if I were white? Yeah, I think for me, uh, fortunately, I mean, where I grew up, I, I was born and raised in Santa Barbara, California, and the kids that I was raised with, we never saw color. We were just all friends. Like it wasn't, mm -hmm. they were raised differently. These kids were raised differently and, and things have to me have gotten worse in the last few years because I feel like uh, racism has been given the thumbs up to do it out loud. Like, I don't think it's ever been gone. Like, I think it's always been here, mm -hmm. but it wasn't out loud before. And so as I've gotten older, yes, I do, I do see it now with my, mm -hmm. especially with my boys. I see it way more with the boys. For some reason, the boys get it. And for other reasons, people don't say it directly to me. I did have an experience today at Costco, um, an older white woman was uh, pushing her basket and happened to be going in the same direction I was and literally looked at me like she was in disgust that I was in her way. And I had to say, you can move over. Like we are both right here. And she, you, you could tell she was, I was beneath her in her eyes. And I just, instead of 
feeding that, I just said, you know what? You have a good day and I hope something gets better for you because wow. I'm not going to feed that. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I could easily have gotten very angry with that woman and said, don't treat me like that. But I said, you know what? She's not worth my time. Mm -hmm. She's not worth my time. And I honestly, Patrick, I look at it as I I've been in situations. I've worked for large corporations where I'm the only minority. I, I work with all white men and I'm the only minority. And now I'm in another organization where there's not a lot of marinas over there. And I, t I don't take that lightly. I really do take that with pride. And I know because there's not a lot of me, I'm going to make sure I represent us well at every level that I'm at because I know they've accepted me for some reason. Maybe it's because the way I talk. Maybe it's because they don't feel threatened by me. You know, maybe because I, I seem like I'm one of them, however they justify that to themselves. But it doesn't matter to me because for me, it's an opportunity for me to show them we deserve this. I worked hard to get here and I deserve every moment in this position and more as I work towards it. Like, so for me, it's been slightly different, but don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't overlook. Everybody wasn't dealt the same deck of cards as I was. And this is why I'm so heavily involved when I go to Sunnyside. When my kids have gone there, I've always been involved because I know not every kid has a parent that cares. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if they know we care and we're watching, they may try a little harder. Right? So Absolutely. what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Kaj, this is such a powerful conversation that we're having right now. How, how is your outlook on law enforcement? changed over the years because of these incidents happening happening yeah i i know a lot of people like i've had family members and friends that are police officers um even co-workers or husbands are police officers so i know that there's that you know there there are some good officers mm -hmm. out there i know mm -hmm. it and i've met them and i know them and they're part of our family like i know it but there are some bad apples too and what i've seen lately is Am I scared to get pulled over? Heck yeah, I'm scared to get pulled over because I don't know if it's a bad one or a good one that's pulling me over. And I don't know if we, you know this is gonna turn into something else if I decide, no sir, I don't wanna get out of my car. I'm scared, I don't wanna get, I don't want my kids to get out of the car. And that turns into something else where he's forcing me out of my car. I, I don't wanna be in that situation, right? And it's, it could have started with something, hey, your blinker doesn't work and escalated to something crazy. So I, my, my thoughts about police officers, I, there are some good ones. There's definitely some good ones. Um, my fear is the bad ones. And what I try to do with my own children is prepare them for the bad ones. So for example, and I, I gave this example today because I, my heart was just tugging on saying something because even my middle son, he went to, some little, you know, market, Circle K or one of these little stores. And he was with his friends. And yes, they are all minorities. And they walked in with their cell phones. And, you know, these kids are taking pictures on Instagram and being silly. That's what they do, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just giggling and taking pictures. So they leave. And they happen to just be there to use the restroom and they leave. And uh, the cops pull them over. And so they're, you know, my son, thank God, because we've had this conversation, was very respectful and answered all the questions. And uh, the cop said, well, it sounds like the, you know, the person at the, the store, the owner said, you guys stole a Sprite. 
And they're like, we didn't steal anything. I walked in with that. I had that in my hand, like check the cameras. I had that in my hand. Thank God it was an officer that was a good one because he did the due diligence to say, let me ask a few questions. Let me find out what's going on and went back and had them review the tape and said, no, he does have that in his hand. And then came back and said, you know what, you guys, you go ahead and go home. Thank God. Because you know, as well as I do, that easily could have been so different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And my son may have not made it home that night. And he's only 15. Like, these are just kids, you know, being kids. Now, if that was a, a white kid, uh, you know, in their neighborhood, I, I don't even think the cops would have been there. Mm -hmm. Right. But because they're minorities, they have to be doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is just. Gosh. So, so can you. That's just crazy. I mean, 2020, I know I keep on saying it, but this is a reality for you, for for men of color, young people of color, families of color all across the United States. Can can you can you tell me what those conversations are that you have with your sons? Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it's definitely very similar to what you and I were talking about in regards to the post that I had stating, you know, you know, be respectful, you know, don't, don't reach for anything. Keep your hands where they can see them because you don't want to go for your wallet and they think you're going for a gun or you're reaching for something that's going to threaten them. Like we've had those in-depth conversations to say, okay, well, what do you say when you get pulled over? Okay, don't say that. No, you gotta, you gotta stay calm and don't get emotional because you don't want them to think something else is going on where they feel threatened because right now it seems like cops are so quick to pull a trigger and they're so worried about us that that's just a reaction, right? They're not even trying to figure out what's going on. They're just killing people. So we, that's the, con the conversation is, is all about remaining calm and making sure that you're respectful answering all the questions, um, follow what they say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I understand. And so I, and I've told them the reason I have you guys do this and the reason this is so important, I want you to come home. And if you don't do that, you may not come home. I'm so sorry that this is, this is a reality. I mean, my heart's with you all and you know, and I, I have hope that things will get better and, it, and it's going to take all of us, For sure. you know, willing to believe in a common solution that's going to respect the existence of everybody. For sure. And I think, honestly, Patrick, I think the fear in the world is that if we do that, Mexican, black, Chinese, white, whatever, if we come together, we are so powerful we could do amazing things if it wasn't, if we could look past any race, your color of your eyes, the color, you know, the color of your skin, whatever you, we could be so powerful. And I think that's scary. They want us to stay separated. They want to segregate us. They want blacks against even blacks and Mexicans against blacks, because if we keep fighting each other, they don't have to do much, right? Like they want that. Like we can't feed that. If we start working together, and we continue to encourage our kids to continue their education and take any opportunity that comes up to better themselves and just not become a statistic. And that's a big thing I tell my kids all the time. All, please do not become a statistic. You are a black man 
in this in the United States, they expect you to fail. They expect you not to get to get an education. They expect you to end up in jail. They expect you to have a baby at a young age and just fall into the system. That's what's expected of you. Like we're not doing that. This family, it's not, I'm not okay with that. And I get people make mistakes and things happen and you have to accept and, and adjust when things happen. And I'm not shooting down anyone who's ended up in a situation where they've had a kid at a young age, you know, but at the same time, if you have control over it, go out there and go get it, go get it. And I was even back and forth with somebody on Facebook a little while ago where she said, well, we all have that opportunity. You know, we can't make that an excuse that, you know, we can't go get it. And I think it's not totally true. Like, I don't think we all have the same opportunity. I think Michelle Obama said it really well. If you watch her, her documentary, uh, um, she was talking about, she went to Harvard and there was a lot of young men there and white men there that she thought, I don't understand how these guys are here. They're not very smart. And, you know, but it's because they were handed an opportunity where she had to prove herself. So when it comes to our opportunities are the same and people try to say that, I totally disagree because as we as minorities start to grow, and yes, there are some, some grants out there and, and that kind of stuff that we can take advantage of, but we get to a certain point where maybe you're a business owner. You may not be able to get the same loan as that white man. You got to go to another side of town for a bank that's willing to invest in you as a minority to get a same loan you could, you know, these guys can get anywhere they walk into. It's not the same. It really isn't. Like it, it, some people want to say it is, but when you start digging and you start to feel the reality, it's not the same. You are not given the same opportunity. You have to figure out how to maneuver around it. And yes, we may have to work two times harder to get what they were handed. It, it's reality. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Gosh. I mean, do, do you have, this is, oh my gosh, this is such a powerful conversation. Do you have any last words that you want to add? I just want to encourage like one, our community and our youth to not give up. I see the looting. I see the writing. And I know that people are thinking these people are stupid and what's wrong with them. And they, they're just ruining their own community. But you guys have to realize like, stop, take the dang blinders off, take it off. Because think about the people that are doing this and why they're doing this. Why are they doing it? Not, okay, they stole some stuff from Target. Target's gonna be okay. They have insurance, they're gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. Reality is, the people that are doing this are the ones that are the most unheard, right? These are the ones that, they may not be thinking through the consequences of doing what they're doing. It's probably not even thought. They're thinking, oh, it's an opportunity to get something free. Okay, that's not as deep as this really is. This is way bigger than that, mm -hmm. right? That's small stuff. Let's think about why we are even in this situation. It's because of racism. We need to get past that. We need to, and I know it's not tomorrow. I know this is not like we're going to just fix this overnight, but we can do it. And what we need is we need a lot of the white community to stand up for us. The white community to say enough is enough. And for them to say, we, we need to help our people, our brothers, our sisters. We are all brothers and sisters. And we're going to stand up and we're going to be your voice. Because when you stand there, they don't hear you. But when I stand there and I talk to a, a white woman to another white woman or a white man to another white man, they listen to each other. Mm -hmm. We need that support. Mm -hmm. If we want to see change, they need to step 
but, and I've seen it, so don't get me wrong. And I, I said something about this today. There are some great white people out there. There's some great black people, Mexican, Italian, Asian, whatever. There's some great people out there, but, and there's some bad ones, but at the same time, those people that are awesome, we need your support. And we need these kids to continue to try to better themselves. And I know it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to be easy and you're going to have to fight harder than the guy, the, the white young kid that's right next to you. You're going to have to prove yourself. But I promise when you get to that point, it's all freaking worth it. It is so worth it. So that's what I would say. I would say to keep fighting the good fight. Enough is enough. And we got this. We just have to have each other's back. We can make change happen. Y'all liked that interview, didn't you? That was some powerful stuff right there. And we need to listen to the voices of those in the midst of the fight for racial justice and those who live it every day. Look, this conversation is far from over. We're probably going to be doing a couple more episodes about racial justice in the United States of America and conversations about what non-people of color can do and what non-black people of color can do to be allies in the fight for black racial justice in this country. But here's one tip I have, and that's for those that are speaking out against the looting that's going on right now, that shows the privilege you have in telling what these people in the midst of the fight for their lives can do to raise awareness around this issue. So just support them, be an ally, and check your privilege. And when you check that privilege, use that privilege to call out white supremacy, whether it be minimal or very obvious. In that video, that cop is exercising white supremacy. He's blatantly open about it by putting his knee on Mr. Floyd and suffocating him. This conversation is long from over. Look out for more episodes about this. If you want to share your thoughts with me, give me a follow at RoblesForThePeople underscore on Instagram. But for the meantime, I want to thank you for joining the conversation here at Robles Speaks.